0: Beth Moore delivers a compelling self-portrait. We got a Beth Moore spotting.
1: For nearly three decades, Christian teacher Beth Moore has traveled the world. Beth
2: Moore. Beth Moore. Beth Moore. Beth Moore. Her
1: life took a turn after she criticized former President Donald Trump, resulting in her leaving the Southern Baptist denomination. Beth Moore. Beth Moore.
2: Beth Moore. Beth Moore. Beth Moore. Beth Moore. Beth Moore. Beth Moore. Be the Bridge. Be the Bridge. You are listening to the Be the Bridge podcast with Latasha Morrison.
0: How doing? Each
2: week, Be The Bridge podcast tackles subjects related to race and culture with the goal of bringing understanding. But
0: I'm going to do it in the spirit of love.
2: We believe understanding can move us toward racial healing, racial equity, and racial unity. Latasha Morrison is the founder of Be The Bridge, which is an organization responding to racial brokenness and systemic injustice in our world. This podcast is an extension of our vision to make sure people are no longer conditioned by a racialized society, but grounded in truth. If you have not hit the subscribe button, please do so now. Without further ado, let's begin today's podcast. Oh, and stick around for some important information at the end.
0: Be the bridge community. It is my pleasure to bring back to the mic the lovely, the beautiful uh the um, just one of the best communicators that i know uh one of the best bible teachers that i know uh mrs beth moore uh, she is a new york times best author for those of you who don't know, I don't know what rock you've been under, but just in case you don't, know, uh, she is a teacher who uh, whose conferences take her across the globe. Um, Beth founded Living Proof Ministries in 1994 with the purpose of encouraging women to know and love Jesus through the study of Scripture. She has written numerous best-selling books and Bible studies, including Solo and Sister Security. Chasing Vines, one of my favorites, Breaking Free, and Now That Faith Has Come, as well as the novel, The Undoing of St. Silverness. In addition to her conferences, Beth um, can be seen teaching Bible studies on living proof with Beth Poore on the Trinity Broadcasting Network. Um, She and her husband of 44 years live in Houston, Texas. Um, She is a dedicated wife, the mother of two adult, adult daughters. And the grandmother of three delightful grandchildren. And she is an active church member and a dog lover to the death. We have that in common. I never thought I would become a dog lover, but I am a dog lover along with you. And um, I know you've had some sad occasions to happen with your dogs here lately. Um, I heard about it on the Twitter sphere. You know, that's where. We get all
1: our news. Yes, we do. Tasha, I could not be happier to be here with you today. I have looked <laughs> forward to this ever since the first moment I was told that this was going to work. Uh, I, I love this. girl, you look fantastic. Oh, I, lo- thank I, love you so much. I love everything. I love everything we've got going on there. Oh, I
0: love I thank the you
1: glass. so much.
0: I like I you You know, I ha- yes, and I had to. um I have braids. I love braids because I don't like doing my hair. I really don't. It's just like one less thing I have to think about when I have braids. And so um, I am going to keep them for a little bit longer. I do
1: not blame you. You (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having me on. I thought when you were were talking about my bio, I thought to myself that there are some words that I would interject to that. And one of them will be a very big mess and... (laughs) We, our guest today has been a train wreck in a thousand <laughs> different ways. <laughs> that's, Listen, that's, aren't, we all? aren't we I all? I have to bring this to the mix today. Yes, I know,
0: aren't we all? It's so awkward when um, someone's
1: reading your bio,
0: and then you know there was like a, a couple of words I stumbled, stumbled on here. But you know, I'm so excited to really talk about um, this new book um, that you have. And it's called All My Knotted Up Life. Mm. And um, this is like your first memoir, you know? So, and it just released uh, February the 21st. Um, I have my copy. And this is just something that you haven't done before. Um, What made you decide to, um, you know, to write this particular book?
1: I I think, Tasha, that it is... For one thing, just from a very um, basic and practical uh, perspective, mm-hmm. I think that I'm at that age, that classic age, mm-hmm. I'm 65 and a half years old, and it is that time of life. You know, there are very significant birthdays, 16, 18, 21, there's 40, There, then there's 65, and it's just that time when you know, and this is without being in any way morbid, but you know that most of your life is behind you, and most of your vocation certainly is. It's the age yeah. that we think of as the age of retirement, even mm. if uh, we still, you know, are, are planning to work for whatever length of time the Lord gives mm. us. I, I'm still, I'm still in it, but I am open-eyed enough to know that most of my work life is behind me. And so mm-hmm. I, I think it's a natural thing to do. And then for a writer, then the way to process that is you look back over your shoulder and kind of try to make sense of it. And I, I think that as much as anything to, I've always been one who journaled and jotted things down, but that that need to look back at it and try to make some sense of it. So there's that very natural thing that comes at my age. Then as a writer, then of course, the way you would process it is in words. And then Mm. I think also because there have been some things that I have held back that I have wondered, Mm. and my husband and I have wondered together, uh, could they be helpful? But they really could not be shared much before now because Um, They're just my parents' generation needed to be well past and not bring any kind of dishonor or just scandal to their peer group and their cousins and siblings and all of that kind of thing, just to let time pass and also let time pass on some of our own healing. But that that really is is it. It just seemed like, girl, if you're going to do it. (laughs) Now is when you do it, when it's still, mm. I wanted Tasha to still be able to feel it, to be far enough mm-hmm. from it, to be able to look in some overview,
2: but yeah. close
1: enough to it before all of it becomes sentimentality and loses mm. the, the actual blade, the sense of that yeah. blade that comes with mm. that wound. Wow.
0: I know it's going to help so many people. I, I love I really love um, listening to um, memoirs in general because um, I just listened to—I think it was one with um, Viola Davis that was I, like, "I'm just incredible. listening to." Incredible! Oh my goodness!
1: I'm like to it. I have about four more hours of it.
0: Oh, really? Oh, it's so good, and just to see her life now and, you know, and to look what she's been through. Um, I was um, looking at an interview with her in Oprah and Oprah said, um, you know, girl, she said, I was poor, but she was po. And I was that's like, Oh my goodness. Like, uh, but there's so much to, you know, but it was encouraging and it's also inspiring. And I know that that's what people are going to get from, um, from, you know, your heart that you poured into that, you know, um, there's someone going through some of the similar things that you talked about or, and, you know, maybe you're on the other side of that or still going through still processing, you know, still healing, but they can look and see what God has done. And so I know that's an inspiration. And then, um, I'm glad that you're wrapping up your interviews.
1: I know you've been on a whirlwind, <laughs> Well I, I well, I'm happy. so glad you're wrapping it up with us. Well, I, oh I'm so I'm so so happy to be here. And <laughs> I love when I know that it's gonna be someone like you that's going to fully enter in. And I have to I have to, to loop back to Viola uh-huh. Davis because one of the things yes. I love about it, I'm with you, I mm-hmm. love memoir. And one of the things I love about hers is that she's reading it herself. So you are yes. fully leaned in. And when we talked about it with All My Not up Life, we were like, oh no, I, I when, when the publisher said, you know, Beth, you know, you're going to have to be the one to read. I said, listen, I have to be because nobody else can quote my, my grandmother's vernacular. <laughs> I'm not about to hand my Arkansas accent over to anyone else to quote my mother and my grandmother and my grandfather. No, I'm not going to do it. So I I have enjoyed uh, Mm -hmm. talking it through because I think there is so much value if you are a person of faith, which we Mm -hmm. are in looking back and realizing it's very easy for us to remember all the bad things that happened to us right. but when we are people of faith
0: mm-hmm.
1: to go back and look and see what i knew when it was over tasha was that i i knew i could say that goodness and mercy had followed me yes. all the days of my life right. i knew i knew it and in all of the in all of the upheaval, and if, I guess if I was asked yesterday, what I mean, what, what word would you use to describe the whole thing? I, uh-huh. It's tumultuous that it's just been mm. the whole thing of it, the whole yeah. 65 years of it. I yeah. could have already written another chapter since then, Natasha. Uh-huh. Of all things, uh-huh. while I'm out there talking about the book just being released, my brother, who I talk about, I know. Dead, drops I know. dead. And I am left grieving at the same time that I'm getting to talk about the release of this book. And it's, I thought, Lord, it just never ends. Isn't it always, isn't this the way it always is? This mix, this concoction
0: of beauty and brutality. Yes. Yeah. And, And like, But then it's like, it's like this beauty, but these ashes, I always find myself, okay, time out, time out. Like, um, you know, I, I have a, um, you know, a friend that just went through some loss and, um, and in the midst of the loss, then there's some health challenges, you know, that she's walking through and it's just like, enough, like, you know, and it's, you know and so we know that beauty is going to come from the ashes but the ashes are just so hot you know at times and and just you know and just you know just having walked through i know your brother you're close to your siblings and um you know i but just being able to to, i don't know if he your brother got a chance to to read this um before he passed but i know that um He's extremely proud of you, you know, for, um, tell, you know, telling your story. And I know like in the book, you only tell your story, um, from this. And I love how you, you give this intro in the book that, you know, I'm going to do my Arkansas accent (laughs) and then I'm going to do my Texas accent. And I was like, I don't
1: know the difference. Oh "Oh, yeah, there is a difference. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Because let me tell you, I couldn't have been true to it. I thought, okay, this is going to be a lot. And for some people, it's going to be too much. Uh, It's going to be too much. And so they're going to need to just stick with the actual written version and not Uh go with this version. But I wanted to tell people from the beginning, listen, if you find this unbearable, please know that it's going to shift from my Arkansan accent into my Texan accent. Whether or not it's any better is up for everybody's own judgment. Man. So it was. Oh my goodness! But I couldn't be true to it without talking the way that we talked. How do I? Mm. How do I quote yeah. that with, in with a sophisticated? Yeah. Voice? You can't. You
0: you you have to do it in that voice. But that brings the, that that allows the reader to enter in. And, um, it also helps you to visualize. I'm, I'm very visual. And they so can. as I'm listening, um, I'm actually visualizing characters and people and, you know, and all of these things and, and, and as you describe them. And so I think that's a, a, you know, really important. Um, the last time you were on um, the podcast, you were on episode 208. Um, and we talked about, uh, blind spots, repentance, um, the journey of speaking out on uh, politics and, cult- and culture. Um, you, you, uh, we share this podcast a lot. Um, even listen to the point where, <laughs> let me tell you that I have people contact me, and it's like when they're trying to get in contact with you. I'm like, I just interviewed her on the podcast, <laughs> like, <laughs> but I just, I'm thinking like. People think you're my aunt, like, and I know, like, I can just call my aunt Beth and say, um, you know, such and such is trying to get in contact with you. <laughs> I'm like, but that means we came across like so well. Like, I, I, I really don't meet a stranger, and we've met in person a couple of times. But you know how you have people in your life, um, even from afar, that you just, um, that you just you just have kindred spirits with and that you
1: just feel like you you know them. And, um, yes. And that's, and that's how I feel. Do. I tell my daughter Amanda, she was asking me what was on the docket for today. And uh-huh. when I told her I was gonna get to talked to you, oh, she was so happy. And I said, Oh, I just I just can't wait. Um, because we uh-huh. love you so Amanda. much and and, and uh... admire you I'm with you. I could talk to you for hours. In fact, Tasha, do you remember? I mean, honestly, we could not bring that podcast to an end. <laughs> I I don't know how long it was that we went over our time on that one. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. But I, I could not be more pleased to come back around um, with you. One of the things that I just love, uh, I think about, I've, I've done some of this uh, in in my uh-huh. memory out of uh, Philippians uh, chapter yeah. three. And so I think about uh-huh. it. Now. I was going over my memory work this morning. And uh-huh. it says, um, You know, it talks about that I may be found in Christ. And one of the Mm. things I just love, Latasha, after all, we're going through as a culture and a society and as a church and as a nation, Um, all the things that are happening, all the crises Mm. and the division. What a beautiful thing to circle back around to someone we've not uh, talked to -to face-to-face in a couple of years. Are you still hanging in there in Jesus? Yes. Yes. Are you? Yes. I mean, we may bear scars and bruises, but listen, Mm. we're still here. We're still here.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that, you know, I just interviewed... um, Tracy Michelle
0: um, Gidgets, and she wrote the book, this book called Black Joy, um, and she talked about, um, like, joy as our birthright. Joy is a part of our birthright, yes. and, it's, and it's like this resistance against oppression and suffering that comes, you know, just with life, just living yes. and, and breathing yes. that comes. Um, you know, and even in trauma, we have to laugh, and I and I know this even about my culture, like, we can take, like, just some um, you know, our, our our sorrow, our lament, you know, our, our sadness, and we turn it into blues music or gospel music or, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, you know, it just really brings about that scripture. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And um, how do you, and I, 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 and that's, I think this is what I feel. There's so much joy, even when I hear you, when I hear you speak, how do you laugh and cling to, to joy? In the midst of everything that's going
1: on, the really the only way to do it is Mm -hmm. that somehow we have to be hanging on to Christ, the person of Christ, more Mm -hmm. than the Mm -hmm. whole concept of Christianity, that it is this Mm -hmm. person and not just this place or position, but
2: this mm-hmm. person
1: of Christ to be convinced into the marrow of our bones mm-hmm. that he is savior and redeemer and rescuer, that he is not like yeah. human flesh and blood, that he is incapable mm-hmm. of lying. He's incapable of perversely dealing with us. Mm-hmm. Um, in him is no darkness at all. I think that mm-hmm. it it all is there and i think also latasha this the gift the, the the gifts of the the black church to mm-hmm. evangelicalism cannot even be estimated but mm. i one of the gifts of it is that because there is lament there mm-hmm. can also be joy yes if we yeah if we don't lament if we don't feel like we can cry out of our hardship this is something mm-hmm. that you teach is mm-hmm. that we do get to mourn and mourn soulfully and with oh. our in, with our whole person and it is that that then leads us back over and over to joy. It's not ever going to be denial. It's always going to be that we're going to lament our way Mm -hmm. back around, that we had the opportunity in a culture that for whatever reason and to whatever degree, and there's such varying degrees, have put their hand over our mouths. It is a way to say, I get to open my mouth to my God, to my very faithful God, who indeed has supplied me through his written word, words with which to complain. And I'm going to tell you something, Tasha, it doesn't get more mind-blowing than that. That literally, you're going to really need these. I'm going to make sure that in this hymn book I give you, that I'm going to give you a way and I'm going to give you the yes. prophets. I'm going to give you the lamentations. Mm. I'm going to give you a way. Yes. I'm going to give you those songs in the night. I'm going to give you a way to express your complaint, your mm. lament. Yes. And to also yes. be able to um, proclaim the faith of a God of resurrection. Yes. Um, it's just... I as often as anyone will hear me say yeah. it, I will say to the death, I'm a Christian because of Christ.
0: Yeah. yeah. I love him. yeah.
1: He's what yeah. I love about Christianity.
0: Yeah. And there's so much power um in collective lament. And yes. I don't that's something that we don't do well, um, as a part of the kingdom of God, but even as a as a country, I can I can recount, like, for me personally, when I think about this um, collective lament that moved us. Because um, l- lament should move you towards something. So there's there's some sorrow that you can have that's different. Um, but when lament is like a petition to God. it is. And so um, to me, like, I, I, I can't recall, like, a time as a country where we, like, lamented that moved us toward toward good, you know, yes. in, in that sense. Um, and I was just kind of rethinking, because at first I was thinking, oh, was it after 9-11? And then I was like, oh, but I don't think that moved us toward good. There was some, there was fear, there was sorrow, but I think we maybe grasp more toward fear and in yes. our response yes. towards it. And I was just trying to think back, but um, in chapter, I didn't, Beth, first of all, I did not know you were 65 and a half. And then I love how you put the half in there because I'm like, you know, you at a certain age, you kind
1: of stop doing the half, you know? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I'm just a couple of months from turning 66. So I think to myself, when will they air this and would I have, been, would I have actually been 66? Uh, but let me tell you I something. I put in every minute of this. I feel yeah, it. I feel it it. to (laughs) my bones. I feel it to my bones. And so I intend to own it. Okay,
0: you're going to own it. Okay, so you're encouraging me because I I am also um, a half, but I never put a half. I am 49 and a half. And (laughs) so, um, but I I, I said it, I said it. Okay, but I always say 49, you know. (laughs) 49 and a half. Yes, in a couple months. Um, is, Is your birthday in June? Yes, it's yours. Mine is in June also. June what? Yes. June 23rd. June
1: 16th. Oh, okay. I love that. Okay. I, love I, love it. It. I love it. I love
0: it. I love it. And what did, I, I wanted to, let me, okay, see, we're going to talk. We could talk all day, and this is going to be another two hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but in chapter three, when you're talking about um, the theater, and this story st- stuck out to me, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, you say, you make note that white people were welcome to take the official interest and sit downstairs. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, because you're you're growing up in Arkansas. So I'm thinking yes. that's what was, you know, relative to your age. My mom is 69 um, and a half. <laughs> and um, and so, just hearing, um, you know, her stories and um, my um, great aunt's stories, I'm um, growing up in um, uh, Robertson County in North Carolina. Um, you, you say that, and the black people could come in a separate door and go up to the balcony. Yes. And this is the very story that my mom told me mm-hmm. that they would sit in the balcony. And I, and to me, I was saying, why would anyone want you to sit in the balcony as a way of like kind of oppression? When you're above them, yes, and and so my mom told me all the things that they used to do, like when they were kids, like they'll popcorn down there, and just like all the things that they would do, <laughs> and and then my uh, and so they grew up in Robinson County, and in Robinson County there's a um, a large indigenous population, and so but that that was also segregated, so it wasn't just. Black and white were segregated, but the indigenous population were segregated. So the um, indigenous community had to sit upstairs with the black people, but they had to sit on separate sides. And it was this. Yeah. And it was the same way on the bus. So you had to sit in the back of the bus. And so the um, indigenous community sat on one side and the black people sat on the other side. And schools were the same way. It was a white school a black school, an indigenous school. And I was like, but, you know, it wasn't until I start doing this work that they really start talking about these things. And now, like, I just can't get them to stop. Like, they tell, every time I talk to my great, uh, you know, she tells me a story. But you said in your book, you said, 10 years have passed since the um, Supreme Court declared segregation in public schools to be unconstitutional. But Arkansas, generally speaking, was a bit slow-footed. The molasses at the ankles um, thickened considerably. Um, several years after the ruling, when in 1957, um, the governor summoned the Arkansas National Guard to block black students from the doors of Little Rock Central's High, high on the first day of school. And I was
1: like, oh, my goodness, like,
0: you remember
1: that? Oh, Oh, yeah. This is the climate I was born into. So I was born in 1957. Um, Arkadelphia was our hometown. Now, I was was born in Green Bay, Wisconsin, because we were Army, and my dad was stationed there for a little while, but then we came right back. Home, But this was where our aunts and uncles, our grandparents were, all of our cousins were very mm. much rooted deeply in Arkansas. So this was the the whole climate. And the reason why I'm glad that you're bringing this up, especially mm. in reference to the theater, is because understand, I mean, this was during my lifetime. When we want to go, know this, but this was so long ago. Oh, oh, oh no, 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 I'm not. No. I'm not. My appendages aren't cold and and in the grave yet. This is right. very much a world that I remember well, and I remember the riots. I remember mm-hmm. one in our in our high school. I remember mm-hmm. how what the stress level, even between the generations, mm-hmm. uh, I remember so well because here we are going to school and trying to live in what is becoming the the normalcy of what a classroom looks like with Mm -hmm. our parents, grandparents, uncles, and aunts, the the generation before us all just like having a breakdown over it. And so I'm not painting us as any better. I'm saying we were trying, this was our reality. And yet Mm -hmm. we were constantly being pumped uh, with fear and with, Mm -hmm. uh, with, A a stereotypical way to look at the fact that Mm. this was harm against us—it was just—it's nuts to think about because it was very a very short time ago. Very. It it sounds very familiar
0: to things that are happening now Mm -hmm. um,
1: with 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 the fear. Um,
0: You know, you know, when I think about a lot of people, when they think about um, you know uh, Little Rock, you know, when they think about Arkansas, we think about. Um, Ruby Bridges, Um, you know, some people say little Ruby Bridges, but little Ruby Bridges is just a few years older than you, you know, she's alive and well, and um, I was just hearing, um, you know, in the the news yesterday that uh, a movie about her life, you know, so her memoir about her life is being banned. And I'm like, this is someone that's actually alive. So it's like, you're almost like re-traumatizing her. You know, it's like, you're almost Absolutely. like, you know, cause she, she, I mean, she's hearing this and, you know, because one thing about our stories, we want, you know, like I just said, you know, there's a lot of hard things uh, that you have to write and telling your story, but. The process, what we're looking at, not even just focusing on the hard things, but focusing on the healing, um, the freedom that comes from that truth that you're telling, and and when you take that away, when you take that truth away, just imagine if we couldn't
1: tell the story of the Revolutionary War. You know, I know it's incomprehensible. What Mm -hmm. one of the things that is so characteristic of our time is that when there is something that is disliked, something that is picked mm-hmm. out to be what this group or contingent or, or that group feels like is detrimental or dangerous, that mm-hmm. th- when this whole entire, it becomes then, everything mm-hmm. is lumped into one thing and all of it. So it's, mm-hmm. it's like we have ceased being able to reason and mm. I, I don't, I can't comprehend it. I was even thinking yesterday, I kept thinking of that verse in Isaiah chapter one, come mm. let us reason together. together. Why is yes. it that we seem to have lost the capacity mm. to, to reason together? One of the mm. things that I think is so important for us to understand is that when we look at history and the way it is playing out in real time in, in the age in which our generation is, is living it. Mm -hmm. We have to understand that, that we don't just go forward. Like we just continue to make progress. There are things Mm -hmm. that can throw us back in time. And I felt like I'm going to say in the years 12, uh, 2012 13 14 15 coming up to 16 and then to, in in my from where i sat from mm. my perspective and not a lot of people are not going to share it but from where i was sitting what i felt like i saw happening was that for people of color and then mm. for women it was like we were being thrown back into the 60s. Uh-oh. Things that, of course, just, mm-hmm. there were things repeat. that we never, uh, never that, equalized. That, but, repeat, but, repeat what you just said because you froze a little bit. Okay. Just repeat I, that last sentence. Yeah. I felt like what we were watching starting, I, I'd started around 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. I'm talking mm-hmm. about the way rhetoric got. The way mm. we began to sound and uh, publicly, and saw you know the the biggest names of all uh, that had yeah. the airways, the way we were treating one another, all the things that were happening. I felt like it was a swing back in time. That it was not just mm. that it was going to pause uh, the gains that we were making. It mm-hmm. was that we were going to lose some of the progress Mm -hmm. that had been made that we literally Mm -hmm. pulled to back up. And to me, it had sounds and senses of the sixties. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I'd lived in them and felt them Mm -hmm. young in them. Yes. But very much this was the Mm -hmm. climate. And it was like, no, no, we haven't just pushed paused. We have Mm -hmm. put the gear to, in my opinion, in reverse in reverse in reverse in reverse, 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 in reverse.
0: If you've been enjoying and learning from the Be The Bridge podcast, we invite you to join us in this work. You can support and sustain our mission as a recurring partner at com forward slash give. You can also help spread this word of bridge building by supporting and really sporting our apparel. So if you haven't gotten your Be The Bridge hat, sweatshirt, all of the things, let's take the message to the street. Visit our online store at shop.bethebridge.com and make sure we're spreading the word about all the work that Be The Bridge is doing and will do. At Be The Bridge, we're doing the work to empower people and culture toward racial healing, racial equity, and racial reconciliation. And this work is only possible because of the generosity of bridge builders like you. So thank you so much for those of you who are listening and sharing our podcast, sharing our posts, those of you who are giving to this work, um, that's helping us create resources and material um, that will transform hearts. Um, so join us at be bethebridge.com forward slash give and let's continue to build bridges together. Thank you so much.
1: Paused. We have put the gear to, in my opinion, in reverse.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we're seeing, we're seeing that. And I know I, a lot of us are looking and, um, you described like, as you tell that story in your book, how, um, you know, when, when you were in the lobby, um, of the theater and how your eyes met with, um, um, some of the black children, yes. and you didn't know what to do, what so do you, you do? just looked away, right. and and that's what I mean. That was so profound, you know. And I, I you know, I know that sharing the story is so important, um, but it was so important for me to hear you share the story because I think that, I also, it feels like that's what people are doing now when things are happening, and some of it is because. Like you said, you didn't know what to do, so you looked away. And the reason why we exist as an organization is so that people know what to do, so they don't look away. Exactly. You know, why why did you, uh, why was sharing
1: this story in this moment um, so important for you? Well, for one thing, what I was attempting Mm -hmm. to do, what makes a memoir so different from an autobiography, Mm -hmm. I wasn't looking just to document time and Mm -hmm. experience, regardless of what kind of importance it had in the larger uh, scale Mm -hmm. of things. I was going after, uh, say, 10 to a dozen of the most shaping events in my life that you would say that, okay, what is it that makes Tasha, Tasha, by the time uh-huh. you're, he uh-huh. is, you are the one who is sitting in front of me right now at 49 mm-hmm. and a half years old, what is it that has made you, you? And so it's this, uh-huh. of course, this course of both the um, beautiful and the very brutal and the uh, the experiences that were very positive to us and those that just right. tore us apart. But, you know, being raised in Arkansas during that era, there to leave that out and you know I, mm. I i knew i was going into it with some amount of um trepidation because i thought i i am i want to be true to mm. my upbringing without doing more harm than good but i want to try mm. to say that this is how it was and one of the points that i was trying to make and i i i want to say it in our time together since you have Um, brought this subject to the forefront, I knew even as a child, there are some things Mm. that we still know Mm. are wrong. Like for instance, I come from abuse. And when my father assaulted Mm -hmm. me, I knew I had never been taught anything about sexuality I mean, I'm Uh still waiting for my mother to have the talk with me. (laughs) No Uh, one ever had the talk with me. I knew, did I know that what he was doing to me was Uh. wrong? Absolutely. I not only knew it was wrong, Tasha, I knew it was evil. And so Uh. I want to put this back over here because Uh. I knew I knew, so did my brothers and sisters, any one of them would say it, even as much prejudice as we may have carried with us and all the things that were part of the way we thought and the way we talked as, as Mm. heinous as it was still there. We knew that our grandmother had like the way she thought and the way she talked. We knew it was wrong. You don't. I, mm. I just refuse to believe when we just say, "Well, you know, I was a victim of my culture." We can we can take that to some extent, yeah. but we have been given a conscience. You would mm. know. I want to take this back much further to the time of chattel slavery, and I, I want to say mm-hmm. you, you would know not to treat an animal the way. Right that these people treated other people. It doesn't take, mm-hmm. well, you know, it was part of our society. No, 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 you don't get to yeah. do that. Yeah, You, yeah. Don't get to do yeah. That. you still yeah. know, you still know when you see someone abuse like that, that what is happening, you may not be able to define it, but you know it is evil and you know it is dark, dark, mm-hmm. dark yeah. sickness uh, that is yeah. coming from um, something, well, that we believe to be demonic.
0: Yeah. I, and that's the only way to describe it is, you know, because these are human beings that have feelings and that, that displayed emotion, that displayed yes. pain, that displayed anguish and hurt, no matter how you try to scientifically um, erase, you know, erase that. We know that people resist it. We know that people, you know, one of the first things um, you hear about when um, at the end of the, um, uh, of enslavement is, you know, people trying to find their relatives, their family, yes. you know? Yes. Um, and so, I mean, this is, you know, so when it's, it's kind of surreal, you know, like, you know, here you, you, you talk about that, Sam, like you knew, because I think what happens is you become indoctrinated into it. You become assimilated yes. into that way of thinking, yes. but, You know, but even with the word of God, you know, um, I was um, just uh, listening to you. um, I think it was, I don't know if I was listening to you on a podcast or something or or reading something. But you were talking about a a pastor that read um, um, Philippians 2, you know. Um, and, 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 And when you described this, I was like, oh, my God, I know someone else. I saw it even on Instagram. Someone posted a scripture from Ezekiel. And someone called them, you know, you're 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 um you're posting woke liberalism. And I was like, What? I
1: know. It's, it's a Z-U, it's a scripture, you know. And I think you I mentioned <laughs> and, uh, this Philippians mentioned so our listeners or viewers don't I mean this is the part in Philippians that where it just opens up at the very beginning of Philippians chapter yeah. two, which is put others in front, their interests in front of your own, take on oh, the right. attitude, adopt the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus. I mean, like, this is our actual calling as we right. are hoping to reflect the life and the values of Christ. And people going like, oh, I mean, just panicking. That pastor had criticisms for his woke theology by the time he got home from church. And it's like, okay, folk, um, we're going to need to know. We're going to need to know the scriptures. We're going to need so, to know the scriptures. Yeah. So in classification, the Bible. I mean, because you
0: talk, you know, if you think about Isaiah, if you think about Paul, you think about Jesus. They're some of the most woke people. If that's well, you know, and, and let's go back to not the definition of what the world is trying to define woke as, but the definition of awareness. You know, yes. um, you know, being aware of, of, of oppression or, um, sin, you know, we, we should all be, you know, um, t- to, woke and aware of those things so that we do not repeat those mistakes or do, do not stumble into, um, those things. And so I think that's, you know, so, but we've kind of distorted, you know, um, just, you know, the enemy is just the, the king of confusion, you know, um, and that's what you have where people, all of this rhetoric, you know, yes. um, you know, and where re- people are just re- really confused. Yes,
1: and redefining it according to your yes. own I mean, everybody's become their own Websters, you know, this we're put we're imposing this according to our definition of it or or something that is also happening is that we're mm-hmm. leaving no definition whatsoever. And one of the things that I have really Asked for, and I, I know a lot of people have asked for it way before, um, way before me, and far better than I have. But one of the things mm-hmm. I struggle for is that we need some definitions. To some of these yeah. things that we're using, I remember oh, yeah. you know, a couple of years ago. I, I if it's been that long, when there were when the seminary presidents of, of the SBC came together on a statement about um, CRT, and and I, I I simply asked, could could you def- define what is and isn't? Because do you see what can happen here is that it can be that if churches misunderstand this, that they decide that when their pastor rightly speaks against racism and injustice, which could not possibly be uh, more biblical, then they are immediately, if you don't give some kind of definition, they're immediately called by their congregation as uh, teaching something that that they're not. Can you just define it? And to me, this is one of the very, very tragic uh, mistakes of our current um, evangelical climate is this. We're going to throw everything into these categories and we don't know we don't even know what the other one is considering to be the definition. And I will say, yeah. as we look at this, I, I, I think to to myself of Ephesians chapter 5, where he does yeah. tell us, awake, O sleep, mm, yes, and rise from the dead, and Christ will mm-hmm. shine on you. Look carefully, then, mm-hmm. how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. You know, that we yeah. are called to be, and I'm thinking also of Paul and 1 Thessalonians, that we are yeah. to be people who are not asleep during times yes. of evil and um, and injustice and wrongdoing, but that we are sober and alert yeah. to what's happening. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I mean, and, and and just where the things that we're talking about, we know that it's counter to... Um, just the message of Jesus. Just, um, and so when you put that, overlay that, I, I mean, I read scripture and I'm like, um, oh my goodness, like you, nobody, you cannot be reading the Bible and, and coming up with these outcomes, you know? Because, you know, like you said, the dangers of that, what that has become now is history and just black history in, in, in that sense, you know? Uh, where that equates to um, wokeism, and um, you know, and that's just like it's a travesty because this is our history, history and also our lived history. And you know, like I said, like you know, d- just your experiences, just where you're talking about in the movie theater, those are the experiences of my mom. Those are the experiences of my great aunt who were up in the balcony, you know, who 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 looked and who witnessed, you know. Um, uh, these conversations are witness the rock going, uh, my, my, mom to this day, um, she, uh, she doesn't like, she's never really liked Halloween, but she doesn't like, she said, because they would get tormented on Halloween with rocks and, you know, eggs thrown at them. You know, when you were out, you know, um, you know, she just re- recount these things. These are a part of our memories and, you know, we want to excavate those memories and we want to, um, um, you know, um, be able to heal from them. But a part of that, you know, a part of your recalling, even in your, in, in your book is a form of healing and to also see where God has brought you from, you know, and we see that in scripture. That we're to recall. Yeah. Uh, we're about to, yes. you know, we're in Lent right now. Yes. Uh, we're about to s- celebrate resurrection. That is all about recalling. It's about all about remembering. Remembrance.
1: Remembrance. Yeah. Re- remember what happened. Remember yes. what the Lord has brought you to. Remember, remember, remember. How in the world. Listen, the reason why I don't play around with some things and why I don't Mm. live in the gray in some areas Mm. of my life and haven't for a number of years is because I remember well when I gave Mm. over in seasons of my life to that kind Mm. of temptation or mm. that kind of a stronghold of sin. I right. remember well, I mean, all the Lord has to do is just as just suggest to me by way of His Spirit in my heart, do you really want to go there again? No, sir, mm. I do right. not. Right. I can't think right. of right. anything I'd rather not do mm. and go there again. Because mm. I remember, I remember what it cost. I remember how painful it was. I remember those, those days when I was so caught In sin, and I don't want to go there again. And if we have no way, if we refuse to remember, then how, when we see signs Mm. of something cycling, when we see signs Mm. of something that, wait a second, wait a second, this is the way Mm. this is the way this started, this mentality that Mm. we are practicing has had, has bore extremely poor fruit. I mean, isn't that, Mm. isn't that everything that we're supposed to look at how, what is it that bears good fruit? What is it that bears? If we have no memory, if if we refuse to look at it, how then can we Mm. even look and go that that's not going to be fruitful? That is only going to bring rotten fruit over and over again. And so uh, that can't be, I don't, it's, it's insanity. It's insanity to think that that's going to be the answer is that we just don't, we just don't talk about it
0: at all. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, but if you know anything about the history of my, of my people, um, that's not going to cut it, (laughs) you know? Um, you know, It's like, I, I just feel like, you know, we are in the midst of, um, another civil so rights movement, you know, it's and and, and we have to, but I think that what's going to be different about this one, um, that it's going to look very diverse, you know, just like we saw in the summers of 2020, you know, because when, you know, when you know better, you should do better. And yeah. I think there's just um, a lot of good people out there. We have more books, um, about these issues than we've ever had before. I mean, brilliant books, you know, um, that I know even you've learned from, you know, Esau, Macaulay, uh, Jamar, oh, um, you, know, um, um, you, you know. You, uh, you. Yeah, know Christina. Yeah, you know, Be the Bridge. We're here, and, and what I tell my community is that we're going to be here when it's trending, when it's in the spotlight and when it's not, when it's not popular, when people are uh, resisting and when people are rejecting or um, they don't, no longer want to associate. Um, But, but it is hard. And so, um, you know, We have to keep our hope through this. But one of the things you prayed, um, you know, one of the things you talked about your prayer and, 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 you know, this resonated uh, with me when I was listening to it. You said uh, uh, about some of your, you talked about your husband's suffering, like you put it all out there. And I mean, and I know this, this is the thing because we live in a world that carries so much shame, you know, and when someone is able to freely talk about things like, like truth really sets you free. So when people say, Oh my God, like Beth went through this. She was going through this, you know? Um, and then when you think about everything else that was going on in your life, while you were going through this, um, it, you know, it's an encouragement to say, I'm not alone in this. And, um, you, you were saying, oh, how long, Oh Lord, you know, um, oh. does God care? Um, that he's never had a day off from his pain. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and you say so many are with you and, you know, we say so many are with you in that, that prayer, when we think about, you know, the school shootings that just happened, like, I think people are just saying how long, oh Lord, you know, we're coming, um, fresh out of, um, as we rec- were recording this, um, just Nashville and um, Six Souls lost, um, you know, the things with police brutality, like, you know, like time and time again, like a, it's like a cycle. And we know that people, there there are things that could be done, you know, yes. um, but there's a refusal, um, you know, and this really impacts um, when we start thinking about um, the the systemic racism gun violence you know it's like the thing i know just even part of my prayer and part of my lament is god how long you know how, how long like these
1: yeah. when will lives be more important than sides yes it it is it's so heartbreaking because it's like we are yeah. in such a divisive time that we're not even listening uh, again, Isaiah one, come. Yeah. Let us reason yes. together. Are there not reasonable yeah. people on both sides yes. of of the aisle that help bring about legislation that can yeah. put their heads together and go um, for for the people, for the children, yeah. Um, yeah. for our country, and not just our party? What what what? Where are these people? And uh, it's so heartbreaking. It's so demoralizing that if we did not know that the Lord had every determination to deal with it, we would Mm. be beside it it would be this. These would be unlivable lives. Mm. And Mm. um, it's very demoralizing to just keep saying over and over again, What is this going to take? Yeah. How long? How long? How long? How long? How long? Yeah, um, yeah. and to not lose heart in prayer yeah. or love or deed that we must continue to mm. uh, to pray and to hope and to act. But unless you understand,
0: I think it gives you know. Um, sometimes I I found, I find encouragement in scripture through when you know, the things that you're dealing with, and you're like, what, like, what is happening? Like, you, you feel like sometimes you having an out-of-body experience, yes. like, do people yes. really think like this? And, yes. and to me, it's one thing for the, the secular world to think one way. I, I can deal with that, but when it's coming from right, the body of Christ influencing it and um, uh, holding it up as a banner and actually being complicit with it as, like, like historically, that's when it really becomes this. Well, you, you know, you brought up Isaiah, and I, um, you, know, uh, and, you know, and you know, Isaiah as it goes down, I feel like we're in this time when it says, "When you come to appear before me, um, who has required of you the trembling of your your, your courts?" And then, it, and then you jump down and it says, "I cannot endure iniquity and solemn assembly." Yes. You know, uh, your moon, um, your new moons, and yes. your appointed feasts yes. my soul hates. They yes. have become a burden to me. I am weary of bearing them. When you spread out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you make many prayers, I will not listen. That's right. Your hands are full of blood. Yes. Wash yourselves. Make yourselves clean. Remove it, remove the evil deeds from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Yes. Correct oppression. Bring justice to the fatherless clean the widow's cause. Um, and then your your scripture that you refer to, uh, come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Yes,
1: yes. And,
0: and I would, I think <laughs> like a beck and call, you know, that those who are, are listening to this um, podcast, you know, I think a part of my heart's cry would be, come now, let us reason together. Yes. Says the Lord. Yes. We don't want to repeat the mistakes. No. You know, we don't want to, um, you know, like you doing your personal work, um, the Lord doing a work in you um, yes. is, you know, is causing you not to re traumatize the g- generations after yes. you. Exactly. Because we've seen so many times where abuse happens and this is perpetuated in some other form of abuse. And you know, and we see people living that out. Um, but I, I, I'm with you. Come, let us reason together. Oh, it, it, uh,
1: it's such an eye opening thing to go back yeah. and read the major and the minor prophets, because even yeah. though speaking to that time, what the what they do for us, and one reason we're yes. such. Of such value for us to study and for us to see and for us to hear sermons about and and have bible studies um, through is because they tell us explicitly and often poetically and thematically in ways that are shocking how God feels about certain things mm. and and the, some of the things that he is speaking to through the prophets in that time uh, yeah. at, you know 400 and 500 and 600 years uh, before yeah. before the coming of Christ the things he's speaking into are also so characteristic mm. of our day and one yes. of the things that he's saying there I'm so with you because boy, it is not just in Isaiah it is in several yes of the prophets where he's saying, yes. you know what, don't burden yourself bringing mm-hmm. me all your worship paraphernalia and all your yeah. sacrifices and, and coming here and mm-hmm. speaking all of these things and fasting and throwing yourself in sack of that because I have watched how you have treated others mm-hmm. all week long. And I'm going to tell you, save it because I don't believe it and I don't receive it. It does matter. And these these are Mm. what i found because I I have been in them just neck deep. Melissa and I both studying the the Old Testament prophets here recently. And and it's so eye-opening how much he is speaking into things that he is stepping on everybody's toes. You don't have to worry Mm. that God's just like taking this side or he's taking that side. He's just, I mean, he's just taking over and he is saying, mm-hmm. I i object to your injustices. Mm. I, in, I object to your sexual um, immoralities. Yeah. I object to your hypocrisies. It's like, listen, you, you he doesn't have his favorites. He's saying mm. every way you do your neighbor wrongly mm. is an offense to me. And yeah. is in need of repentance, yeah. and uh, oh my goodness, it's serious. It's it's serious, and,
0: and I I think that is my uh, prayer. Like you know, stir you know, because I believe that all work starts with yourself. You yes. know, um, and, and you give out of out of that, and I think that is like you know, coming into this new year. I was like, God, we need repentance like you know it's just like a, a burden like you know of 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 repentance I know you um and you, you you were saying that you were doing a study on um on the minor prophets and you um you also talked about um you were reading um Habakkuk
1: yes and um yes.
0: and the difference the difference between you know, in the minor prophets, how they're addressing a group. Uh, but, you know, back is not. He's addressing you
1: know, God. And, yeah. yeah. And he's saying to him, Why why do I still have to see all this? Why does all this still happen? Yeah. And yeah. and we're still here and we still don't see anything uh of a of a solution to it. And it's Mm. so profound because I think only God could be secure enough in his godness, in his holiness, Mm. in his goodness, and in his light and in his love in his perfections that he could say, listen, I will give you the verbiage to use. Here's, here's Mm. how, here's how you do this. I, I don't think any of us will walk for very long in a, Many years in a journey of faith and not come to places like Abraham, who
0: mm-hmm.
1: says carefully and reverentially in uh, Genesis chapter 18 and then leading into 19, will not mm-hmm. the judge of all the earth do right? Mm-hmm. That to come mm-hmm. to that point where we say to the Lord, Lord, will, will you see to what is right here
0: mm-hmm.
1: and to believe that he will and to know that we are called, we are still called to teach and proclaim and mm. preach truth whether or not it changes anything. And I, I mm. know that's that's hard for that's hard for people yeah. to understand. But we yeah. are, we don't get to measure our acts of obedience according to how well received we are. We just mm. continue in our obedience. We continue in what God has called us to do. We continue to proclaim what we believe to the best of our understanding, with the Holy Spirit within us, to be truth. That we stand on it with everything we've got, no matter what the reaction is to it. Yeah. That that will yeah. that will be faithfulness. I, I think all yeah. the time, Latasha, we don't we have so little control over over so much. But we mm. have control over one thing, and that is whether or not yes. you, whether or not I am going to be faithful to the Lord, mm. that, that we each, am I going to pursue faithfulness to the Lord yes. as well as I understand it? I, I can't control anything else. I can't control anybody right. else's response to Him. But am right. I going to be faithful to Him? Yeah. Am I going to be prayerful, mindful, and, and respond not only in word, but in deed.
0: Yeah. And I've seen you walk that out, you know, just in, um, just in the chaos of life and the things um, that has happened with you um, departing from the SBC and just how you've really walked that out. And, um, and I know for, I know it's been an encouragement, but I know the the fire, I've seen the, the brimstones that are, you know, thrown Or I guess you would say the Twitter stones that have been thrown uh, (laughs) in in that way. But like how you, you take that and I know it, I know it hurts, but you respond back um, um, out of the love of Christ. Um, And I love sometimes when you respond back with a little bit of pity.
1: <laughs> you know, sometimes, sometimes, you know, they're just our the our the feeling of the spirit wears thin on us time, at times and we just, you know, Oh, oh man, I what? What? I have a good friend and he says, you know, Beth, just try to text it to me before you tweet it. Try to get it out of your system on me. And sometimes I can do that better than others. Other times it's just like, no, no, I'm about to lose it. I'm about to lose it. Uh, Melissa has had to tell me a time or two, you know, Mother, you sound a little bit hysterical, right? here. <laughs> she said, I might need a little bit of a break. Yes, yes, I might need a little bit of a break. But <laughs> I'm saying to you, Tasha, because I, I want you to yeah. hear this. Because,
0: yeah.
1: um, I I had a word of correction come to me by way of a a black sister that uh-huh. I will appreciate forever, and I, I'll never, if, as long as I have soundness of mind, forget it. Because I had said on Twitter, and this was several years ago. I had said in this just way what I I felt and still feel like was a very fresh wave of uh, of racism and of mm-hmm. of uh, hatefulness and um, and uh, I wish I could uh, and of just supremacy supremacy. Mm-hmm. I thought I it, it was so obvious to me, and so I had said. What we have to do, and I was talking about, you know, what using we and would have been talking about my my own my own uh, demographic in the American church, and I said, what we have to do mm-hmm. is we have to outlast the racists in our congregation. Oh, we, have yeah. we have to outstay them, and. Uh-huh. A friend of mine was kind enough to DM me on Twitter. Yeah. Said, Beth. I tell you what some of my friends are saying. And she said, Beth, the thing about it is I followed you for a while. And she said, you and I've had some fun together. And she said, I know what you were saying, but I want you to know how yeah. it is across. She said, because yeah. she said black believers in Christ have been enduring for centuries. So yeah. it's not for y'all to suddenly become. <laughs> you know, okay, we're going to come through on this. this is what we got to do? <laughs> it was such. It was such. Yeah. It, it, I, I want to say yeah. it hurt so good because it. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. That's not what I would have meant.
0: Yeah. I see yeah. how
1: that came across, and so to have people in our lives. That can walk with us through it. I've said, Latasha. I've said it so many times. Yeah. Listen, I'm in elementary school, where this where this uh, subject is concerned. Yeah. I'm having yeah. to be grown up uh, and 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 taught by people that right. know this a lot better than me. Right. But I have people willing yeah. to have patience with. Yeah, yeah, are so awkward and uh, like awkward middle schoolers, you know
0: yeah so yeah. and it's
1: it's but you, you know, but you're but you're trying. and I
0: think that a lot of times when people get corrected, um, they um, hand in their keys and they they walk out, you know um, or when things get tough, you know like this this work is so uncomfortable, you know, and it's there's a lot of discomfort in it and there's a lot of um, pain in it, but there's also a lot of joy. Um, you know, in in this work, there's even a lot of hope, um, you know, within this work, but, you know, it's it's like, we're always, we never arrive. We're always learning, you know, just like, you know, we're becoming, you know, just like scripture tells us, like we're becoming. So even in this, the moment that we feel like we arrive, you know, that's when we're really leading out of pride. Yes. And and I and I and we tell people, you know, especially um, our white brothers and sisters. This goes for any of us. Like even as a African American woman, I'm still learning. I'm learning from other people. Like I don't know, I'm still learning about um, our indigenous community. Um, yes. Yes, you know the Asian American community. I still need to learn from my elders. You know, I still need to learn from this next generation. This, you know, that's coming up. So, like, we have to keep this posture of humility. That's the so truth. And I think um, that that allows us to be teachable. And when we're teachable, that's when God can transform us. You know, and I think um, and you've you've done that. <laughs> you, I'm you're doing you
1: this, that, Latasha. This is this is the pay dirt. This is mm. the joy on the other side because when, when we're willing to learn and uh-huh. learn, learn from others and and humble ourselves, and uh, and let the word do its job, which is transformation through the power of the spirit, right. work through the awkwardness, and say, okay, all right, I, boy, I did yeah. not. I did not convey that. Well, yeah. all uh-huh. the things that make it so awkward. But when yeah. we then do make progress with our uh-huh. brothers and sisters, to have one, you know, as the scripture says, then you'll have one a brother, you're one of sisters. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the joy that comes from not turning in our keys, from not. Mm -hmm. From not giving up, but from considering, okay, this is going to be quite the process, but I'm, I'm, I want, and I want, and I must, because of my position in Christ. And I'm not talking about leadership, I'm talking about because I am in Christ. Yes. I am obligated to the life of of the cross where I put the interests of others before my own. And so it's worth it because there's laughter and there's joy. I have a good friend. I have a dear brother that has walked me through Uh so much of this in regard Uh to understanding where a little bit of how it seems, how it seems like it's coming from the white church and he's able to just, Uh he can do it in such a way that I'm, I'm just not wounded by it. But yeah, yeah, can laugh together and talk together, and remember when, and remember when we had to have that conversation, and remember yeah. what I said then, and remember, you know, that just God, thank you, Lord. Yeah. We're I'm nowhere close to yeah. where I want to be, yeah. but I'm I mean, at. I, I want to. I want to yeah. be a companion. Yeah. As Hebrews 10 says, I want to be a companion to those Mm. who have been um, mistreated. I love that. I love that
0: word companion. Mm, I Um, do too. I actually like that better than ally.
1: (laughs) But, you know, you have to learn from, Mm -hmm. you say it again. Companion is is what he calls it. And I I just, I just absolutely love it. And I, I think that all the time because I can't act like I have. A, an, an experience. I don't have the same experience. I can't act like I do. I came from, you know, I'm I came from the majority culture, and so I can't mm-hmm. even play like I like I understand. But he mm-hmm. says um, in Hebrews chapter ten verse thirty three. Sometimes you were publicly exposed to taunts and afflictions, and other times you were companions of those who were treated that way companions Mm. those that we can be I can be a companion I can say listen I hope I hope to Mm. live my life in such a way and speak and act in such a way that makes your life easier yeah yeah yeah
0: and as we get ready to um to wrap up um, I, I typically ask this question because I think it's important um just um, for believers to, um, you know, I consider lament a form of, of worship. I, I typically ask, like, you know, what are the things that you're lamenting, you know? Um, and, but I know having walked through um, your, um, your brother's um, departure from this earth, I know that's probably something that's fresh um, on you now. Um, so I, I, I want to, unless you want to answer that question. But I, um, I was wanted to think about what are some things that's bringing you hope, um, you know, in this time right now. What are what are some things that you're hopeful oh, for? yes.
1: yes. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that I am fairly hopelessly hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's one of the things that my, I'm talking about. I'm not just talking about critics, but but some of my haters hate the most about me is that I'm fairly brilliant. You know, I yes, yes I do get slapped down, but I do. You know, God's made me sort of bouncy, where I right right put me back on my feet. But I, I think <clears throat> it comes down to actively, actively believing. God and taking him at his word that he says to us, as I would have said this to myself as recently as this morning and, and, and yesterday that we're the place that he is preparing for us. He's going to dry all our tears. And I I love that Mm. it says in revelation 21, Mm. that he's going to dry our tears because I, for one, Mm. think we ought to have one last really good one. I really do. Mm. I think I can't Uh imagine that I'm going to see him and I'm not going to weep and go lord oh I'm so mm-hmm. happy to see you and I'm so glad to yeah. be out, out of that world system and but that we're going to a place where there will be no more sorrow and there will be no no more sickness and there will be no mm. More death. There will be no more violence, and that nothing will be at enmity. I love how the Old Testament prophets put it in such a way that that the the um, the the child will be able to play with the cobra. That there will be nothing Mm. to hurt. Children and uh, mm-hmm. that I know I I have mm-hmm. to think continually if we don't have a good eschatology, a good a good yeah. grip of that we're not going to like this ghost existence where we all pass mm-hmm. through one another and is this but that the the place where we're going the kingdom of God when we can see it all with our eyes and He is enthroned before us is that this life is a shadow compared to that reality. That's that's mm. what I keep my mind on at all times is not just where I am. I have to think where I'm mm. going, where I'm going. This will be over where I'm going. This will be over. And we do yeah. everything we can to affect change on this side of him bringing in the kingdom into our visible mm. um, presence, but mm. that one way or the other. God is going to see to it; He yes. will see to it, and every every wrong will be made right.
0: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Just when you were saying in Revelation, it says, "Behold, I am making all things new." Yes. Um, and then He said, "Write this down, um, for these words are trustworthy and true." Trustworthy and true, trustworthy and, trustworthy. and that is. The hope is because these words are trustworthy and true. Um, it's been a pleasure. Oh,
1: it's been uh, all night. <laughs> Thank you so much. i will do this with you anytime, girlfriend. I know,
0: no. I know. I so appreciate it. I so appreciate it. You know, um, you know, we you know, just the things that you're talking about, I think it's like one of the things you said is having people in your life that can bring correction, that can lead you, that can coach you, that can teach you. And and, and that is our heart here at Be The Bridge. For those of you who are listening, um, you know, this podcast is a resource. You know, this is something that we want to equip you to help you engage in these conversations um, so that you can look people in the eye um, and not turn away but be able to say something, you know, to, to be able to give, to give truth, to get, to be able to give some hope, to be able to give, have definitions and words. And so uh, one of the things that we've done as an organization is we have a glossary term. So, you know, where, where you get the um, true um, definitions, we, you know, we try to um, have these difficult conversations Um, and kind of walk them out so that you uh, will feel equipped in your Be The Bridge groups um, in your Bible studies um, and within your churches. And so um, I'm so grateful for you, Beth, and all that you've done. Um, I am so um, grateful you know, for you. For the kingdom. Thanks. You you. Know? And this is good work. It's hard work. Um, but I, I, I think about, um, as Representative um, Congressman John Lewis said, uh, this is good trouble, <laughs> good <laughs> trouble. So keep staying More in that good okay. trouble. <laughs>
1: Well, okay, Tasha, thank you so much. I loved everything. Thank seat. you so much. Take thank you me. so much. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Go to the donors table if you'd like to hear the unedited version of this podcast.
2: Thanks for listening to the Be The Bridge podcast. To find out more about the Be The Bridge organization and or to become a bridge builder in your community, go to BeTheBridge.com. Again, that's BeTheBridge.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, remember to rate and review it on this platform and share it with as many people as you possibly can. You can also connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Today's show was edited, recorded, and produced by Trayvon Potts at Integrated Entertainment Studios in Metro Atlanta, Georgia. The host and executive producer is Latasha Morrison. Lawrence C. Brown is the senior producer.
1: And transcribed by Sarah Conitzer.
2: Please join us next time. This has been a Be the Bridge production.